the National Archives podcast series, Developing Research and Collections, presented by Caroline Williams. So we're a new department, and we were set up in about June. I started here in July this year, and we're looking at three particular areas. That's research, collections, and academic liaison. Now, you might think, well, isn't this something that's been going on at the National Archives for a very long time? What is the point of creating a department around these? I hope by the end that it'll become clear what the reasons are for that, and to demonstrate, really, that we're looking at outwards. We're more of an outward-facing department, and we're making links with all sorts of customers, stakeholders, out beyond the National Archives in order to develop the services in these particular areas. So we're talking about research, collections and academic liaison. In 2005, the National Archives was awarded what was then called academic analogue status. It's now called independent research organisation status by the Research Councils of the United Kingdom, in particular the Arts and Humanities Research Council. The Arts and Humanities Research Council awarded similar status to seven other institutions at the same time, and these are the British Library, the British Museum, the V&A, National Maritime Museum, the National Portrait Gallery, the Tate Gallery, and the Royal Commission on Ancient Historical Monuments in Scotland. The purpose of this, it's really a very good move as far as we're concerned, because it puts us on a similar status, a similar footing to the universities, in giving us access to potential funds from the research councils. So that's a very valuable resource for us at the National Archives as independent research organisation. And the purpose of that funding is to provide help and support uh, to the wide range of research activities that are taking place uh, in museums and galleries and archives, I should add. So it really does highlight the need for us to be conscious of the research that has been carried out to promote that and really add to our remit in what we're doing and, and the services that we're developing. When you think of research at the National Archives, we're thinking what type of research we do here. I expect most of us would think primarily of the research that we do into the records here. And this session is slightly different from the other ones earlier today in that I'm talking about general approaches, but you've heard about a lot of specific strategic initiatives, all of which that have involved research into the collections that we have here. The research into our collections and how we can get resources to support that in the many ways that you've heard today through JISC or Heritage Lottery Fund or other bodies, as well as the Research Council, is very much what we're about. The other side of the research that we do is something that's perhaps less immediately obvious in that it's professional research. And what that entails is all that cutting-edge work that underlies all, all the business activities that we undertake. One of the things we do that we're heavily engaged with, of course, as you'll know, is helping government departments to manage the records that they create. And all the records they create now are, are digital, and they're kept on their websites and they fall off website, and they don't keep their emails, and they don't know what to keep. And so there are lots of issues around keeping and managing electronic data that have never come up before. So it's research in those sorts of areas that is also professional research that we're considering here. And the other aspect of professional research, which is very important to us, is managing the, the preservation of those collections, both analogue and digital. And we have a very good conservation science area in our collections care, which deals with research in conservation science. So the professional sides of it might seem a little bit behind the scenes because it's not immediately apparent to the user. But people like Paul couldn't do his projects and, and, and Ed couldn't do his digitisation if that cutting-edge work wasn't going on behind the scenes. And that's what we're aiming to develop here. So we've developed uh, and produced a research policy and strategy 
which is now on the web, put it up a, a couple of weeks ago, research at the National Archives. And if you want to access this, you go to www.nationalarchives.gov.uk about and research. On this page, you'll get a background to the research that we do, the research policy that we have, and what we're aiming at in our research strategy. You can get some idea through here of the collaborative partnerships that we undertake, the research publications that we disseminate and so on. Uh, one of the things we're very keen on is partnerships, and I think you'll be aware from the descriptions that you've heard today of the number of, and range of partnerships that we enter into at the National Archives that help us be, to be productive in a way that we certainly couldn't do without all these collaborations going on. So from things like the fine rolls that, that have been digitised and produced in alliance with King's College, to Ed's cabinet papers that we've done with GISC, then we have digitisation projects that are concerned with managing the digital, so big projects with Europe about how you preserve digital objects without losing them, and research into public sector information, which is a big area of what the National Archives is involved in now, since we brought the Office of Public Sector Information into the National Archives, is dealing with public sector information and how you can reuse that electronically and on the web and so on benefit of, of public authorities and, and private ones too. So what you would see if you looked at this website would be our, our, our vision for our research policy and strategy, the policy that that, that uh, engages, engages with the vision and the priorities that we have when we are determining research needs. The vision really reflects the dual role that we have that I've already explained which is to support decision making and, and, and business critical activities within the National Archives and to interpret information from the resources, the historical resources that we have here. So the aim is to test new ideas, to interpret archives for better use by our, our various stakeholders. And the nature of the research that we do is not blue skies, it's not developing new theories, it's essentially practice-based. It's got to be useful to everybody that engages with us, both within the National Archives, within government and, and for our users. So we're looking at practical outcomes as well in terms of business. It might be advice to government on how to manage their records. It might be new technologies for users, like your archives and the wiki. It might be new methods of conservation, how we manage potential mould outbreaks, things in the digital preservation arena as well. So the three strands that I see have already come up in front of you. I don't know if you've come across the vision, the National Archives vision, but it's certainly a headline on our, on our website. And it's to do with leading and transforming information management. And a research question under that might be something like, what is a record in the digital environment? Is a website a record? And, and if so, do we have to keep all of them? And so it's those sorts of questions about information management. Guaranteeing the survival of today's information for tomorrow. Well, you can imagine what that encompasses, all those digital and analogue uh, materials that we have to make sure survive so that historians of the future have access to them. And the final one is bringing history to life, which is about improving the user experience and using new tools to make information available. And one of the areas is, for example, again, it's looking at wikis, the use of Web2 technologies, and how users can benefit from doing that. So although that the language might seem a bit new, and the whole concept has actually reinvigorated what we're doing here at the National Archives, if you unpick it, you'll find a lot that's familiar. What is new is the policy for dealing with digital issues and the recognition that we need to look after information, like the content of websites, like public sector information, as well as records. And sometimes, and now in the digital world, it's becoming increasingly difficult to tell them apart. So that's research, and that's just gone up. The next one we're looking at is the collection strategy. 
And the National Archives has been developing a national collection strategy over the last few months as a framework, as part of an overarching initiative to tackle the challenges that arise when collections of records and archives potentially important for research lack proper and sustainable care. So we're very aware there's a massive material not only coming into the National Archives that needs caring for, but in the whole landscape of archives around the UK, particularly vulnerable in the two areas to this collection strategy issue. Particularly vulnerable are those in, in digital formats and those created by organisations who don't have the capacity to care for digital formats. If you think of the material that goes into record offices, local record offices now, they are traditionally paper-based. You might get a few films, a few sort of sound, audio-visual things, but generally it's manageable in terms of the format. But now that every single person and every single organisation is generating its material digitally, and they're not always going to print them out, what's going to happen to the records of those women's institutes or the hospitals or the various clubs and societies when they want to deposit them with the local record office. How are they going to manage to do that if they're in a digital form and they take it along to the record office on a disc that can't be read? So there are enormous issues about will history stop in 1990 for a lot of organisations because there is no provision for managing their digital material. So that's one of the large areas that this collection strategy is, is dealing with. And the other area is just to look at the, the landscape out there. What, what are the important themes that are perhaps not being looked after? What's happening about the records of climate change, perhaps, or the nuclear industry, all those big questions? Who's looking after the records? Now, that's not to say that the National Archives is going to go out and take everything in and manage it all, because obviously that would be absurd. It's more like just highlighting what the big areas are that perhaps need some attention and making connections with people who could uh, be involved in that or, or who would be interested in being involved. So it's a sort of collect, uh, if it's appropriate here, collect in local authority or other institutions if it's appropriate there, and connect with all those other people who might be interested in doing so. So you get a picture of who's doing what to a particular types of records. So it's, it's a big scheme and that's about to be relaunched in early in the new year. When it goes up, as with most of these strategies, they will have a vision and principles. The main principle of this particular strategy is that it's going to be developed in consultation with stakeholders and all, all our partners out there. But it may be, for example, that a history society or a community archive might want to develop collections themselves in which case we have a, a template which would encourage that to happen. You might have a community archive in Macclesfield, for example, that's interested in material relating to the silk industry and thinks that, well, the silk industry across the UK, perhaps that needs documenting. We'd be happy to advise about those sorts of things. So although there's not going to be massive investment in it, in, in, in a sense, there is going to be a lot of help out there and interest in what, what's going on in, in terms of collections. Our last strategy is academic strategies, and these have been done for a long time at the National Archives, and I think historians, medieval historians, early modern, modern historians have very good service and continue to do so. What we're trying to do, as well as continue the services that we have traditionally done for medieval and modern historians, is broaden the academic user base. There are lots of disciplines out there social scientists, geographers, medical historians, others with a scientific bent, for whom there are loads of stuff, with lots of records here, data sets and so on, that would be of interest to them were we only exploiting them further. So a lot of this is happening now. Uh, what we're doing at the moment is 
piloting services for social scientists. And we've had a, a scoping study done by the Economic and Social Science Research Council that is pointing us in the right direction, making recommendations for how the National Archives might exploit its sources for these new, broader disciplines. So basically, that's roughly what we're doing in our particular research and collections department, and, and we look forward to putting the results of these initiatives on, on the website. I think success depends on, on successful consultation between all three of these areas, uh, and we're going to be looking uh, quite strongly in the new year at recruiting to this new department. I think uh, the National Archives credibility as an, in an independent research organisation depends on it being recognised and acknowledged as research active in its own right, as well as in what it delivers to academics. However, for academics, not just historians but all academics, to receive a 21st century relevant service, they must be assured that collection strategies can deliver in their chosen areas of research in an environment of digital and dynamic data. The proper exploitation of existing and future collections must be underpinned by the National Archives and partners, for example, acquired through the wikis that you've been hearing about, sub subject expertise in all major research areas and familiarity with existing and potential research trends in a wider range of disciplines. So that's how I think they all, all three come together. And you can see now, I hope, that it's external facing as well as uh, continuing with what we've been doing here at the National Archives. This event was recorded live as part of the Catalogue Awareness Day by Caroline Williams on November the 30th, 2007 at the National Archives. This podcast is copyright to the National Archives, all rights reserved. <laughs>